Blog Talk Radio. number seven of this season, uh, NFL week number three in the books. No, I didn't do a Facebook Live video. You know, you can't do the same thing every week. You know, you get too predictable. It's kind of like some football teams. They try to come out and do the same thing every week. And, you know, you, you, they get, you get too predictable. I, I'm not a predictable guy. I like to be unpredictable. I don't want you to know what's coming next. I don't want you to tune in and know what I'm going to say, know what I'm going to do, you know, know what we're going to talk. Well, you may know what we talk about because I do let you know kind of what we're going to talk about. But other than that, I want it to be a surprise. You know, I, I don't want it to be, you know, um, you know, uh, normal. I like different, you know what I mean? And I did the Facebook Live video. Got good reaction. Got good response. But, you know, take a week, maybe next week or the week after. You know, come back or something. Maybe, maybe we'll go and, you know, do something different. We're trying different things to reach out to you, the public, to see what we can do to get more people to listen to the show. Because that's what it's all about, right? Um, so, yeah, it's me, Commissioner T, here, host of the Man Voice, three weeks in the books. If you want to call in, 347-838-9525, 347-838-9525. I have one of my co-hosts online. Bring him on in a moment. Um, my brother, JB, the other co-host, um, more than likely will not be joining us as he is on a business trip. He said he was going to try to make it. I told him, don't worry about it. You know, I mean, duty calls, you know, down in Utah. With his job, you know, doing doing whatever, you know, maybe they like, you know, doing like uh, uh, chanting or something, um, um, you know, something like that. I don't know. Maybe they do it. You know, you you ever have jobs? You do the teams, the team building skills stuff. It's all stupid, but you know, somebody somewhere said it was important. Stand there and fall back, and trust that they're gonna catch you. Mm-hmm. Do that to me, you are gonna fall. I ain't catching you. I'm just saying. <laughs> And Dr. Train should be joining us. He said he would be here, you know, but, you know, once again, I'm sitting, we're sitting here waiting. So in the meantime, let me go bring on the, the, this guy we're usually waiting on, and he's actually on time tonight. One of the best Madden players to play the game. Madden Nation Season 4. He even signs autographs. I was reading something online about him and, 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 and uh, Dynasty still getting uh, recognized from their Madden Nation Season 4 days. Big deal. So yeah. what? So you're a little celebrity or whatever. <laughs> K-Star, welcome to the Madden Voice. Hey, what's going on? Yeah, that definitely happened last week. 
uh, was hit up by a guy who uh, I guess um, probably a little younger, probably 16, 17 range, and apparently uh, got caught up on Madden Nation and, and thought that, as you know, as he should, that I'm the man, that I am indeed the man, and he had me in Dynasty as two favorite Madden players. Mm. Pretty fun okay. stuff. All right. Wasn't okay. expecting that. Well, you know, it, it's you know, it's 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 nice when you're not expecting it. When you're expecting it, then it's no fun. But you know, when when you are expecting it, then it's fun. Oh, look who's online. Let's let's bring on this guy. You know, I, I kept saying to myself, what song do I want to play when I bring on Doctor Train? I, you know, it was so many songs on my mind about. Married, marriage songs, married, and being married, and all, you know, I was all these, and then I said, wait a minute, but he's a football guy, too, so I got to find something that's going to make him happy, like, you know, you know, all, all, like he's happy to be married, so I got to say, so I got this song to bring Dr. Train on, because I know that he likes this song right here. <laughs> joined us Uh-oh. yet. I, I I don't expect him to. He's on a business trip, but anything's possible. So um but oh, yes sir, you are like old time then. Yeah, like old time. <laughs> Me and you beat yeah. down K Star. But anyway, um Well I Hi. saw videos, I saw pictures, but take a minute and tell us about the wedding and the and the the experience of being of of, of getting married. Well man, um I mean, as he says, he says it was it, it's a great, but truly it it was it was great. The wedding went smooth. It was elegant. My wife was was beautiful coming down the aisle. Um, we were funny with with uh, going through the whole ceremony and vows. It probably took us every bit of five minutes to put the stand in the little uh, <laughs> and because the knocker was so small. But we had sand all over everywhere. <laughs> oh man, and and just do it. 
just, just everything was everything was fun. Everything was amazing. It was it was, it was a lot of fun. Went by fast, but it was a lot of fun. Hey, you know yeah, what? Well, feeling, congratulations. Congratulations, and uh, sorry I couldn't be there, but I was glad to see the pictures and the videos. And uh, yes, you know, you you were looking dapper. Your your wife was looking beautiful, and um, you know, I saw a few other you know a few other members of that wedding party. I was like, man, I maybe I should have went out there. Just saying, good <laughs> lord, you know. <laughs> Yeah, but anyway, um, hey, but uh, listen, congratulations, and uh, just one more time. And because... Hey, yeah. Yeah, see, hold on, hold on one second. I have a serious amazing situation. Hold on a second. Okay, never mind. I'm back. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. You you act like we on the phone yeah. chilling, like chilling in the living room. I, I, I mean, hold know, on one man. second, man. Hold on one second. I know. That's a bad part. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I don't know what's going on with my folks right now, but I'm good. I'm that's good. That's all right. Well, because in honor of your wedding, we're not going to start with the Bears because we're going to give you a minute. And we're going to go over to K-Star because I, I got to understand this. I, 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 you know, I was sitting home because my game wasn't on or our game wasn't on on Sunday night. So I'm sitting there and I'm watching the Giants and the Redskins, which was a really good game. And I said, okay. And then I looked at the TV and I saw the Jets and the Chiefs were the 430 game. And I'm like, I don't want to watch that. I'm like, man. Then I was like, oh, yeah. I got the NFL package. Totally forgot. So I'm like, I can watch the Steelers and and the uh, Eagles. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, let me watch these Eagles get their butt kicked. You know, Ben or Horseman. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Hey, sorry. I mean, I, I, I you know, I, I, I'm trying to be nice because I've been there. Unfortunately, I've been there more times than you lately. But what? Listen, here's my first question. And I watched most of the game, and I, I had to, I had to, I turned to something else. It just, and it, it, I was waiting, kept waiting for it to get better, and it never got better. So was this did, – did your team just lay an egg, or are the Eagles really that good? Talk to me. Well, I don't want to – okay, so I don't want to take credit away from Philly because I really do think it was a bit of both. Um, let's start with the Eagles real quick. So the Eagles, Carson Wentz can play, first of all. And their coach can scheme up, Doug Peterson. Um, their short, quick passes and the way they move around the formation and manipulate defense is very impressive. So their defense as well, uh, the Eagles' defense, very strong. It's been very strong all season, one of the best front sevens in the NFL. Um, but the Steelers did absolutely lay an egg. They did. You know, coming off, and I guess – Listen, they shouldn't have gotten blown out. I'm not trying to make an excuse for that. But I guess maybe t- expectations should have been tampered a little bit coming off an emotional win against uh, Cincinnati the week before. Um, and they came out flat, you know, and I think really what changed momentum for the Steelers at, at the very beginning of the game, a very bad omen, was when Big Ben made a, a huge play on third down, Boston time, hit Marcus Wheaton uh, in the end zone, uh, and mm. he dropped the ball. Dropped the mm. ball. 
had to kick a field goal, and then that got blocked. So a couple things happened. We had a guy, Marcus Wheaton, return to the lineup as a number two receiver, and he had four drops. Two of them, or sorry, three of them were massive. Two were on third down. One was a touchdown. So we couldn't get much rhythm going, um, clearly, and we couldn't get a run game going because Philly was, was, was doing what they've been doing, you know, for the first few games of the season. That's controlling the clock. So, yeah, I mean, the Steelers came out absolutely flat. They couldn't get, in, couldn't get back into it. Um, my concern, uh, first of all, I would say I'm not overly concerned by it. I think that it was just bad, bad spot. Um, but if I were to point out a flaw in the team as of right now, it is certainly within our pass rush. We have one sack on the season. Teams are throwing against us over 40 times a game. Guys, that's less than 1%. It's awful. We have no pass rush at all. That mm. is a concern. Mm. Okay. Um, Dr. Train, I don't know, knowing that you, you know, had your nuptials this weekend, I don't know how much football other than the Bears-Cowboys game. And we will get to that. Did you get to watch any other football this weekend? No, I had to compromise. Uh, <laughs> I did not get anything outside of just scores. I would just say it's surprising. I was interested. I was just going to wait to hear from you guys to really understand what happened to Pittsburgh. Um, I wouldn't take anything away from Philadelphia because Carson Wentz plays the same kind of poise as we always raving about that Prescott during the preseason, but we didn't see much of Carson Wentz during the preseason. So I was just wondering nope. what the hell happened to Pittsburgh because I, I didn't expect it to be like that, even if the Philadelphia was going to win, didn't it? Yeah, I, you know, I saw, Time possession. I saw three quarters of the game, and I will agree with K-Star. I think it's – I would go 75% bad Pittsburgh, 25% good Philly. I think Carson Wentz is, is, has played, you know, I mean, there's a lot of discussion on who's better, Carson Wentz or Dak Prescott. My answer to that is who cares? It's three games. I mean, people get Thank caught you. up in it. Thank you. you. Know. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, uh, yeah. It doesn't, so matter. doesn't matter. It, it really doesn't. It's three games into the season, and they're both rookies. They're both playing very well, so who cares who's playing better? It, you're, 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 you're splitting hairs. Um, I think they're both playing very well with what they have. Obviously, Carson Wentz is 3-0. and um, He's got a stout defense. Swartz, who I hated as a head coach, but, you know, the, the guy's a good defensive coordinator. Like Wade Phillips, hate yeah. him as a head coach, but a great defensive coordinator. He can, get, he can definitely get the defense going. So there's, there's no doubt about that. Um, I think Doug Peterson, he's got a, he's got a, a solid – um, offensive background, being a former quarterback, and you know, and his 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 path through the NFL, and uh, you know, I I I think Philly has kind of been the team that people have forgotten about in the NFC East. Washington won the division last year, so people are watching them to see if they can repeat. The Giants spent two hundred million in the off season to pick up their defense. Victor Cruz is back, so of course people are looking at the Giants. Cowboys, people are always looking at the Cowboys. Dak played well. We've got Zeke. You know, um, so Cowboys are always in the spotlight. And I think Philly just is kind of that forgotten team. They just, you know, oh, oh, yeah. What about them? And and they they sent, made a statement this weekend. So I, I, I say 75% bad 
Pittsburgh and 25% good Philly. I'm not ready to just, you know, I, I certainly we're not ready to kick. See, the good news, K-Star, is now that Big Ben is an official four horseman, it's going to take us a lot before we kick dirt on him. See, if this was last year, oh, I'd be kicking dirt. You know, I, ooh, boy, I'd be, ooh. But he done been promoted to the to the to the upper echelon to the to the to the top, and now you know once you get there, it, it, it's gonna be a lot to, to to push him back down. So we gonna go ahead and just say, you know what? They laid an egg. It happens. You know they, you, they did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, they totally did, and that's the thing. The offense, our offense. I'm not at all concerned about the offense whatsoever. I mean, we we just we had some drops in big spots, and Philly controlled the ball and. Uh, destroyed our defense. My concern is, like I said earlier, the pass rush. I mean, we get Le'Veon Bell, one of the best, you know, I think all-around players and uh, offensive players in the NFL coming back next week, uh, which should help Ben, you know, get some easy ch- chunk plays out the backfield uh, on some drop, or, you know, on some uh, swing passes and stuff like that. Stuff like that. So I'm not at all worried about the offense. Uh, defense, uh, just a caveat, I mean, we have our – we drafted a guy last year named Bud Dupree, um, very like, in the top 15 picks last year, and he showed out. He was a really good player for us down the stretch. We're without him until I believe week seven. Um, we gotta get through these next few weeks. I think that we will. I think our offense is gonna do its thing, but yeah, certainly the, the defense needs to get a lot better because we you can't win consistently when you have one sack on the season through three games. Like you have to get pressure on the quarterback. Teams are just throwing against us. That's all they're doing because they know we can't uh, rush the quarterback right now. Yeah. Well, I, I wanted to add. Oh. Good, good. I, I, I had a quick question about, about the game since I didn't get a chance to see it. The one thing that I, I noticed about Carson Wentz, uh, when he, definitely in his first game and even against Chicago, he kind of took a lot of hits, like head on. Uh, did he do that in that game, or did he protect himself a little a little better? I mean, when he when he started to run, uh, he, he protected himself a little better. I would say, T. I don't know if you agree with that, but yeah, um, yeah, I'd agree with that. He's, yeah, he he seemed to be me more deliberate in his rush attempts and in, in, in getting down to the ground, getting down to the turf. I, I think I think what's really interesting, and I, I heard this on one of the shows I listened to about the Cowboys. And they said it about Dak Prescott, but I think you could say it about Carson Wentz, too, um, which is each week they're adding, they're showing you something to their game without taking anything away. And, and you can see these guys evolving, like, right right, you know, in front of us. And, um, you know, of course, it, it makes you have to ask a, a, a question that's being asked around the league is, why didn't Cleveland jump on this guy? You know, it, it just it's it's you know these guys these guys get paid a lot of money to evaluate talent, and so you know why didn't you know Dr. Train very eloquently said last week that the Bears had like you know three or four chances to go and get a Dak Prescott and and didn't. Um, Cleveland certainly had a chance to go get Carson Wentz and didn't. So and and you know you gotta you gotta say. Um, you know, at least with Chicago, they have their franchise quarterback. He, he's he's not very good these days, but at least with Cleveland, Cleveland ain't got nobody. I mean, hey, hey, Cleveland, know, yeah. Brown, Cleveland Brown. actually hated. They they did not trust them. Went to the good prospect at all. They 
you know, thought that he was the opposite of a, of a good prospect. And apparently that's why they traded out and did those things. And yeah, um, I know it's early, but they look really off on that assessment. I mean, seriously, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, under, hair out right now. I, I don't understand. I don't understand either, either team scout, you know what I'm saying? For the simple fact that what is it that you didn't see that, that makes you just pass upon the team? I mean, Cleveland was definitely in a situation where they know they needed a quarterback, and you passed up on, on this guy. I mean, what was really in your evaluation that said this dude couldn't cut it for you? In Chicago, yeah, we might have had a guy in place, but their, that regime knew that Cutler was not their guy. They knew that they tried to trade him when they first came in, and they couldn't get a trade off. So here it is, the prime draft where you could, where you should take him. You got four picks in the fourth round. And there were there were several other quarterbacks who went in the fourth round besides besides that Prescott, and who went after, and you still didn't take a quarterback, knowing that you need to groom somebody. I, I don't understand what scouts are looking at. I don't understand team philosophy. It's probably why I'm not a GM. I get it, but as a fan. I do have the right to criticize what you've done because it looks bad. Oh, it looks real bad. They're the ones. They're the ones who traded with uh, Philly directly. I mean, they traded out of that spot, and uh, Carson Wentz beat them down week one. I mean, it's just yeah. Hey, listen, I've got some breaking news just hot off the presses, and this is big. Um, looks like JJ Watt may be headed to the injured reserve. Um, what? Oh. Yep. Re-injured his back and likely back. will be placed on injured reserve tomorrow. This is being reported as we speak by ESPN. Wow. Yes, sir. Um, I wonder if he came back this soon. I'm thinking that's, well, Watt missed all the training camp in the preseason after he had surgery for a herniated disc in his back in late July. He aggravated it late in the off season. Wow, that's huge. That's huge. Catastrophic. Um, yeah, that changes their defense a lot. <laughs> oh, well, man. you know. Well, well, first before we continue, let me just shout out to Brother JB. I know you're out there. I, 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 something tells me if you're not listening now, you will be listening at some point. So. uh want to shout out my brother. I hope you're doing good out there in Yukon. At, I mean, Yukon. Utah. <laughs> um, at, your, at your business outing or whatever this is. And uh, we'll look forward to having you back uh, uh, on the air with us next week. So I just want to shout him out. But, um, yeah, this takes – well, you know, you, 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 it's a bad thing. I mean, J.J. Watt, arguably, I still right now – I mean, you know, J.J. Watt is, is a man-child. Don't get me wrong, but – Man, I look at Von Miller. I'm I'm thinking I don't know now. Between them two, I don't know anymore. Last year I was like, okay, I give it to Watt, but man, Von Miller just he's just he's getting to the point where he's just virtually unblockable. I mean, it's it's just serious. It's real serious. So I don't know. But that said, this is gonna hurt the Texans. But let me ask, let me ask you, let me ask, uh, let me ask uh, uh, K Star because I know Doctor Train didn't even watch the game. Um, the Patriots shutting out the Texans. With their third yeah. quarterback? Yeah. I, I, can, can, I, can I just can I just say something? Can I just say this? I just have to say this. I just have to say this. I am a fan of Bill Parcells, 
And there's a lot of these guys like Belichick and Coughlin. A lot of these guys came from that tree. You know, I, I am I am a fan of Tom Landry, Chuck Knoll, um, Bill Walsh. You know, these are guys that I look at and say some of the greatest coaches in the history of this game. And before my time, of course, Vince Lombardi. You know what I mean? But I, I have to say right now, I don't know if there's ever been a better NFL head coach than Bill Belichick. I mean, I don't know of another coach that could have pulled that off. Third string. Now, they said, okay, this is a guy who's being mentored by Bill Parcells. I, you know what? I don't, I don't care. He's third string quarterback behind Tom Brady and longtime backup Garofalo. This is number three quarterback. And he engineers a shutout over a Texas team that under Wade Phillips' leadership with J.J. Watt when he's healthy, pretty stout defense. And they shut him out. 27 to nothing. I, I, I can't. I can't. I, I, I got nothing. I got nothing. I got nothing. I know Train, you didn't see the game. It was Thursday night, man. It was the day. And and let's be clear. I mean, Houston has a lot of talented offensive guys. Like, you know, they have Hopkins. They have Will Fuller, who's looking really, really like a good young player. I mean, Lamar Miller. Like, they're good off the line. They got some talent, you know. And and for, you know, Belichick and the Patriots just to – manhandle them with a third string quarterback and shut them out. I mean, God. Yeah, I I, so I, I I would say in the middle of rehearsal dinner, that game was on uh, a couple of TVs as I'm giving out gifts to my wedding party and, and looking up at the score like, wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> first of all, I didn't know Brissett was a brother. Uh, I, I just didn't know. Until yeah. I saw a high, I saw a highlight where it was a player with a jersey on and the number was low and they were running and they had like blades and they like scored a touchdown. I'm like, what the hell is that? Was that a receiver? No, it was the quarterback. And I'm just like, yeah, wow, yeah. Um, I, I would just simply say, I'm 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 done ever doubting what Bill Belichick is able to do ever. I'm done picking against the Patriots, period. I don't care if I pick them and they lose. I'm picking them all season long if they're in the pick, period. Because yeah. for them to do that, it's, that that's, that's ridiculous. Some teams can barely move their offense with their second-string quarterback. Mm. This dude puts up 27, and the defense owned Houston as if – Houston had nobody to get the ball to. I'm like, between DeAndre Hopkins, Will Fuller, Lamar Miller, decent run game, you can't even sniff the end zone? You can't get three? Um, Belichick is kick ass, man. Period. Yeah, he is, man. That's, that's a bad yeah, dude, yeah. man. That's a bad dude. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's a bad dude. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, Dr. Train, you there? I'm just making sure that you know that we have you. 
I ain't going nowhere, T. <laughs> I ain't going nowhere. Wait a minute, I don't believe I don't believe you heard me. How about them cowboys? Okay. You know, I, I can't I can't I can't beat you up too badly because you got married, number one. Number two, you you, you have already been honest. You know, you're not you don't live in a land of delusion like K Star does sometimes. See, I, I can go after K Star sometimes because he sometimes gets into this land of delusion, putting Cam Newton in the Hall of Fame and, you know, all of these things. You know, he he K Star lives in the land of delusion sometimes, you know. He says things that are, you know, just a little bit out there sometimes, you know. All right. Obviously it's usually with this game. They're one defense, uh total yards and scoring, playing most one of the most anemic offenses in all of football. Um the ankle for Big Ben is a lot better than what it was uh, against San Francisco, which is definitely uh, good news. But uh, while we lost Mendenhall, Hall, you know, again, uh, Mike Wallace and Antonio Brown, two prolific receivers for us. Uh, I just don't see how, you know, Tim Tebow and the Broncos can match us point for point uh, at, at mile high. Um, again, that offense is just horrendous to begin with, and they're playing against number one defense in the league. Uh, Troy Polamalu, Jim Harris, Lamar Woolsey, they're coming for you, Tim Tebow. I love you, but not this Sunday. Not this time. You know, K Star will be like retired, right? And he'll be he'll be in like a retirement home. He'll be like eighty five years old. Uh he'll have no teeth in his mouth, no head on his hair. I mean hair on his head. Or that too, no head on his hair. Um and he'll get like a little package. There'll be he'll get a little package and it'll it'll be like, you because know, obviously we're talking like fifty, sixty years from now, right? So it'll be like this little circuit, right? He'll get and you know, way technology will be you just like you just touch it and it plays right and so he gets it and he touches it and it'll be it'll be it, it, it'll be there. all right <laughs> obviously with this game they're one defense uh total yards and scoring playing most one of the most anemic offenses in all of football all right i won't put you off through it again but yeah you know, he's never ever gonna let out but but k-star sometimes <laughs> but Trey, you don't you're not you're realistic you're realistic i don't think you gave your team much of a chance in this game um, based on, you know, all the things we talked about. Um, I, I, so I'm not going to beat you up too bad. I'm glad we won. It was a game, it was a game we should have won. Um, I never really got nervous, but the second half, it, 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 I didn't think it needed to be that close. I think Dallas got a little mm-hmm. complacent, and I think that, that when they play better teams, that could come back and bite them. This is the NFL. You know, this is not for long if you don't keep your foot on the gas and, and you know. You have to. Uh, but, you know, I, 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 part of me feels bad for you, bro, because, I, I mean, you know, you love your team so much, and they're not, they're not worthy of all that love right now. They're not. I mean, the, the, the team's terrible. You know, when people talk about the worst teams in NFL and your team is in the conversation, man, that's, that's heartbreaking. Ain't nobody wants to win number thirty two. Well, between you and Cleveland, right? No, we're we're, we're number thirty two. <laughs> Cleveland is officially well. <laughs> thirty one. We we have okay. officially taken their spot. Okay. Yeah, that's probably true. I, 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 I'll just I'll just put it I'll just put it this way. You know, um, it's it's a it's a bit tough for us defensively because we're missing. We're missing half the starters through through injury. Yes. Um yes. and unfortunately we don't have the depth to cover it. We just don't. You know, there are some teams who can miss half their starters and honestly 
they can keep on moving. We saw Green Bay do it one year. We unfortunately we don't because their days we 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 had a fifty percent turnover over the entire roster. So we got a lot of young young people that hadn't played much in the football. We just we just don't have it. On the offensive on the side, side. Go ahead. Um, I say on the on the offensive side, uh unfortunately those seasoned veterans they they let them go over the past two years. Brandon Marshall, Matt Forte, Martellus Bennett. You know what I'm saying? For for what for whatever reason, you can probably pick many, this regime thought felt to move on. Uh but couldn't move on for Cutler because you had nothing else. You didn't you, you came in your first year, you didn't draft anything, then you had your second year you didn't draft anything. Didn't draft anything that looked like a quarterback, act like a quarterback, walk like a quarterback, quarterback talk like a quarterback. So you're st- you're stuck with him, and whatever attitude or whatever way he played, that's 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 where the that's where the team goes. So you can probably spread blame as the team's position on some of everybody at this. Point. Well, I looked up point differential. And yeah, you guys do have the largest point differential of anybody in the NFL, minus 38 points. So, I mean, that you, you know, you do make a case. Um, the Browns are minus 30. The Jags are minus 30. I was trying to look at the Jags, but you know, JB saying that they're on their way, and I'm saying no, they're not. And I still God, believe they that. are terrible. Oh, thank you. I I don't get what he. I, I don't get what he doesn't see about this. They are they are terrible. They are not very good. I mean, t- talent doesn't mean anything if you don't perform as a team. They're not very good. <laughs> I mean, you know, period. So, um, but he'll, he'll get there. You know, yeah. he's my brother. He's stubborn, but he'll get there. Uh, I, he, he, he's stubborn, but he ain't stupid. So he'll he'll get there. One of these weeks, he's going to come on. He's going to say, I give up. They suck. Let's move on. <laughs> I mean, I think he might have had he been on tonight because I don't know if you guys saw the end of the Jaguars-Ravens game. Certainly I was invested into it being that I wanted the Jaguars to win. Of course, that was a disaster. But they they played like like hot potato with the Ravens in the last like three minutes of that game. Blake Bortles threw like two picks or something, and it was absurd. Blake Bortles, by the way, is terrible. I'm tired of hearing yeah. any hype about him. He's so bad. Yeah. He, his decision-making is just brutal. He just throws up garbage. Like, he's just YOLO for life, except it doesn't work out like that. Like, no. it's You're just yellowing passes, and the Ravens are catching them all. It's like, whoever you're playing is just – you're making them look good, and you're just – yeah, he's not progressing at all. You well, know, and – uh, and... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Pete. No, go, go ahead, good, good. No, you train. Uh, I'll – I was going to say, I, I hadn't seen any of the Jaguars game. I, I've, I've been wanting to just to see what it looks like. It, it's, better to, to, it's better to have seen the game and be able to comment and not have seen it. Um, but sometimes when you got a, you still got a young quarterback playing that way, you got to be able, as your offense coordinator or slash head coach, you got to be able to reel them in. You know what I'm saying? Whether you uh, – you know, you you, you got to be able to get them off to a to a good start. You know, they were really really flashy last year with, with the deep balls and then the relationship between him and Allen Robinson and the, and the way they were able to reel off a lot of points. 
You know what I'm saying? And all they did was scare a lot of teams. But once teams see that, once 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 stuff get on film, you know what I'm saying? You can't you can't use you can't use the same trick. You know, as as K Star eloquently told me between Matt Ryan and, and Duke Julio Jones and those one hell of trick. You still you can't use the same <laughs> trick. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta your your offense and your quarterback and everything need to be able to evolve because teams are going to adjust to the more they see of and I think that's starting to become the case for for Blake for Blake Bortles and that offense and that supposedly talent not being able to take off. And I believe they hired a defensive-minded uh, head head coach, so he has no excuse. You you got to get the defense on point. Period. Yeah, all right. that young, all you talk about this talent and these high-profile names that you drafted, you know, top of the draft after Blake Bortles, You got you got to get it on point. There there are no excuses. I do have a question. Who the hell is at the casino? That's all I'm saying. That's not me. I heard somebody. I heard. I heard like blackjack in the background or uh, um, uh, 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 <laughs> slot machines or something. Some, somebody at the casino. Oh, that's, that's all I know. I think. I think that's probably. Are you playing slot? Not at all. I think it's my tablet notifications you're hearing. Oh, okay. Um, all right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. So. You know, I, I, I don't really talk about bad teams too often, but I have to say when I look at the 0-3 teams, I see Cleveland 0-3, no surprise. Jacksonville 0-3, no surprise. Chicago 0-3, no surprise. New Orleans 0-3. You could be a little surprised, see, just a little bit, okay? There's one game you probably should have won. Oh, okay. Chicago 0-3. <laughs> No surprise. Anyway, um, <laughs> um, uh, New Orleans 0-3? Listen, he won me two uh, fantasy football championships. So I love me some Drew Brees. I love me some Sean Payton. He was a coordinator uh, under Bill Park, Dallas Cowboys. And I think he's a fine head coach. Um, but... You know, here's the bottom line. In three games, the team has scored 79 points. Okay? Uh, if you do the math, that is uh, 28 points a game. So, is it 28? Oh. I'm 26 points a game. So, generally in the NFL, if you score 26 points, you should be winning games. Except if your team, if, except if your opponent, is scoring 32 points a game, but they're giving up. So, it's the defense. And, you know, I don't know what they're going to do about it, but, they, you know, at 0-3, I think at, we all know at 0-2 is a 12% chance of going to the um, playoffs, 12% historically. I don't even know what 0-3 is. I'm going to see if I can look it up. And I'm going to record Playoffs sometimes, you know, a little quick Google oh, search. And uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. 0 and 3. Uh, it's like a handful of teams that have made it. Uh, looks like four. One, two, three, four, five. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Yeah. So. 
five teams have made it since 1990 to the playoffs after starting 0-3. Um, so, needless to say, the Saints are in big trouble. Uh, like I said, we don't really talk about bad teams too often on this show because why bother, but had to be, had to bring that up because it's a surprise. What I do want to get feedback from you guys on, on you still there? You did I, uh, yeah, I, I was there. I, want, I wanted to say something, say, say, say okay. something about that, that Saints team, see. Um, I, I don't know whose job it is, whether it's Loomis, whether it's Sean Payton, or whoever. But you 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 posed the question weeks ago whether Drew Brees was worth the money. And considering just purely quarterback position, there's no shot of a doubt whether he, whether he, uh, that, that he's worth the money. My issue with the with, with the Saints is here you have a quarterback that can get it done in his sleep, and yet over the past four years where you've really been struggling to get back to the playoffs, you haven't found one way to fix that defense to give him a chance. He is a legitimate 28-plus point per week offensive quarterback. He's guaranteed. He's gonna he's gonna score that many, you know what I'm saying? But the fact that that defense won't kick in anything for this brother, that's <laughs> to me that's almost worse than being a Bears fan. Because to be a Saints fan and knowing that your offense is able to do this, with the fact that your offense got to outscore every freaking team and that your defense can kick in nothing, and you actually have a great window of opportunity with this with this offense. To, to make it to the playoffs, win game, and possibly win championship? I'm yeah, I agree with Sean Payton. Well, I, 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 but, I don't know Payton if, but I don't know if it's Sean Payton because, I mean, you know, someone's got to sign the check to get a good defensive coordinator. They haven't had a good coordinate, defensive coordinator since Greg Williams. So I'd but, be I looking mean, more at the general manager or the owner saying, hey, you know, I mean, what, freaking – uh, uh, Eagles win, got Schwartz, and look how they playing. You need a coordinator in there. Yes, I, I, I mean, yeah, you need the players, but I'm a firm believer, as you guys well know, as it starts with the coaching. You know, you could have an excellent player with a crappy coach, and he's not going to play well. You could have a mediocre player with a great coach, and he's going to overachieve. Look at Bill Belichick. Can you name look three at Rob guys? Marinelli. The- I can't. Look at Rob Marinelli. I mean, outside of uh, Sean Lee, there's no pro bowlers on that defense. And that defense is hanging in there with all those suspensions. So, yeah, I mean, they got to go get that team a defense coordinator worth something because they're out there. I don't know what the problem is. They, yeah, now, they just now, started, they I, made Rob Bryan the scapegoat. They brought some other guy in, and they still can't get a well, stop. Well, Rob Bryan sucks. He ain't the scapegoat. He's yeah, but so does this other Clearly, it wasn't a Rob Ryan thing. It wasn't a Rob Ryan thing. This is like this well, is beyond that. This is a personnel thing. They're giving thirty-two well, points a game. I would say. I would say yeah, but I would say I don't know that till they bring in a good defensive coordinator, and then we'll see. Rob Ryan has well, never ever been on a team as a defense coordinator that finished more than eight and eight. It, and right, but we had him in. We, we, we can make a point and just say, well, 
Okay, so it's a lot easier to be a better defensive coordinator when you have talent. I'm not defending Rob Ryan. I'm simply saying that they still are going to need, no matter who they bring as a defensive coordinator, they still need some players because they don't have them defensively at all. They just but, but, but do not. You're just, just contradicting the point I just made, which is you can take a mediocre player with a great coach and, and, and get him to overachieve. And I've seen this in Dallas under Marinelli. We got nobody. We got suspensions, people out. And Rob Marinelli figures out a way to get, to get everything. Two years ago when Dallas was 12-4, and four, that was just off of the worst defense in the history of the Cowboys, one of the worst defenses in the history of the NFL. And not many of those players changed. Marinelli went in there and coached them boys up, and the team went 12-4. and four. So, you yeah, know, what I'm that, saying is they, they have a good enough offense that's putting up 26 points a game. If you have a defensive coordinator worth his stuff, he'll get those guys at least to the point to try to hold them guys less than 32 points a game. Come on. Well, maybe well, maybe this is a Sean Payton thing. I mean, listen, the thing with Dallas was a couple years ago, yeah, their defense was a lot better, but it was a lot better because they played ball control. They were really a slow team. They were really efficient. Don't you think New Orleans just runs the ball? New Orleans should do the same thing. They should. That's what I'm saying. Maybe this is a Sean Payton thing because they're still, you know, going out, running, you know, quick offense, no huddle, and going up and down the field. Maybe they need to slow it down and change their philosophy up because we keep seeing – how long have they had a bad defense for? This is beyond a couple of years. Since Bounty Gate. Since yeah. Bounty Gate. For the past four or they five, have I mean, it's recovered. been bad. No, yeah, no. So you know, eventually we got to look at the head coach. Well, I can't. I can't well, disagree I, with I that. I would say. I can't with yeah, and I would say I don't want. I wouldn't. I don't want to completely absolve John Payton for the simple fact that I mean, when 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 you start firing uh, position, when you start firing coordinators, eventually you'll be the one to go. That's kind of what happened in Lovey Smith. He kept letting go of offensive coordinators, trying to get the one that that fits him. Then eventually the hammer just came down on him, and at some but, at some point, John Payton has to bring in. He has to be able to be. I mean, I don't know. I I I, I know that you know the general manager may have some say so, but normally when it comes to coordinators, it's the head coach who picks his coordinators. He let Rob Ryan ride for too long. He, he can, and so now it's at a point that you need to fix it. That you need to fix it immediately. But the GM and the owner are the ones that cut the check. So he can say, "I want this guy," and if they can't come to terms, that guy ain't coming to the team because the, the, the head coach ain't paying him. GM and the owner's paying him. But you bring up something interesting, Shane, that I forgot to mention. Um, your head coach, Lovey Smith, was fired after a ten and six season. How you feel? How you feeling about? How you feeling about that these days? Trust me, I told you then. I understand, but I ain't like it. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. And I would yeah. take him over anything we we've had simply because I've never seen our team not be competitive under Lovey Smith. We lost games that we probably should not have lost. Team made mental mistakes, but we. Stayed competitive the entire season, and I mean, already three games in, and we look defeated. Last year well, we looked competitive. Three games in, we simply just looked defeated. 
I just, you know, and, and, and I, I just don't understand when you lose players like Brandon Marshall, Matt Forte, Martellus Bennett, you know, Erlacher retired, um, Peanut Tillman, you know, when you lose these guys and I'm looking at who you're bringing in underneath them and I'm saying, really, really, that, that, that's, that's what you got. So I think, yeah, I mean, you know, and then of course we don't need to even go into the whole Jay Cutler thing. You know, that's just, you know, I listened back to your comments. I couldn't stop laughing, man. I could not stop laughing last week. <laughs> I cracked up. It's so funny. Um, so we've got some playoff teams that are one and two to start the season. Cardinals one and two, the Panthers one and two, the Bengals one and two. K Star, who do you think of those playoff teams from last year are is in the most trouble this season with the one and two start? K Star. Uh, Yeah, I think it's Arizona, actually. And the reason for it, it, honestly, is the erratic quarterback play you get from Carson Palmer. Guy goes out to Buffalo, throws four interceptions. Um, This is a guy who we saw in the latter portion of the season and into the playoffs throw, I believe, five interceptions in, in those two playoff games and have a complete meltdown. And the thing is, if that Bruce Arians offense, if the quarterback isn't playing well, the, the team is going to play well. You know, they they rely on a pass rush, but that pass rush only is going to be a pass rush if they are up on opponents. If they're not able to put points on the board and other teams are stopping that offense and, the, and, and are able to, you know, run the ball and control the game, then Arizona isn't Arizona anymore. There's a completely different team. And I think that, Carson Palmer, we all acknowledge that last year was his career year. I mean, he's, what, 36? Um, it's more likely than not he's he's going to regress. And the fact that he's playing so poorly recently, uh, to me, is a, a very bad sign uh, for him. And, and I would say it's definitely the Cardinals because of that. Okay. Train, you got, a, you got, a, you got an opinion on this one? Uh, before I do that, T, can you check the lines for me, man, and see if they are? Uh... The missus is listening. Uh, she was. She is not there at the moment. Oh, man, that means I missed her. Talk to me. Okay. Um, well, as far as uh, who's in jeopardy. Um, Cardinals, Panthers, Bengals. Cardinals, Panthers, Bengals. Um, I think I'm at the Greer K-Star and say – the Cardinals. Um, uh, if, if the Panthers kind of have. I, I, I think they're still the strongest team in their in their division. Um, the Bengals, the AFC, you know, outside the Steelers, Patriots, Kansas City, um, Denver, Denver. You know what? I take that back. I, I, I honestly think it, it, it may be the Bengals in this case. Because there's some those there there's some AFC there's some AFC teams that 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 will fight that that are going to fight down to the wire as far as that very last 
very, as far as that very last spot, especially being not being able to win, especially if they're not able to win their division against uh, against the Steelers. And Baltimore doesn't look too shabby. They're sitting at three and zero right now, a quiet three and zero at that. Because when I looked at the ranked power rings today, they are the last ranked three and zero team. You know, they're all the lowest ranked three and zero team, rather. So I think uh, the Bengals will probably are a team that's more in jeopardy of of not making the playoffs. I agree. Uh, I think the Bengals would be the team most in jeopardy. Um, they do have Miami on Thursday, which is a winnable game for them, and it's home. But then they go on the road to play Dallas. They go on the road to play um, New England. So those are definitely games that they could win, but they're also games that they could lose. Um, but, you know, in Carolina, Carolina, I, you know, I was actually, you know, kind of uh, – I'm going to lay off Cam Newton for the moment because he did a decent post-game interview after the loss. He didn't sulk. He didn't whine. He said all the right things. Let's see what happens. Um, But when I look at Arizona's schedule, while I don't disagree with anything you said, K-Star, when I look at their schedule, um, they've got the Rams, definitely a team they can beat, should beat. They've got the 49ers, another team they should beat. And then they got the Jets. That's their next three games. So, um you know, I I think they can they, they they could sweep those games, but we'll see. Because y'all know I don't like Bruce Arians. I am not a fan of Bruce Arians. I don't know why. I think he still goes back to that when he had that quarterback injury and he had the backup in there. And you know, they he said his comment was really arrogant. Oh, we believe we can go win a Super Bowl with him. Like to me, it was so disrespectful. Like. Like, really, dude? You just think you're going to just throw in this backup and just go march in and win a Super Bowl? You still got, you know, eight or nine, ten games to go in the regular season, and you talking all that smack? And then what happened down the stretch? They fell apart. Um, so I just didn't like – I didn't like that. Um, so I'm not a fan of theirs, but I'm looking at that schedule, and I'm saying mm, kind of hard to think that they can't actually win all three of those games. So looking at that, I think the Bengals are the ones in, in most jeopardy. And I think the Panthers are going to be okay. Um, I'm, 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 I'm surprising myself by actually saying that, but as long as Cam Newton can keep a head on his shoulder, um, but I'll tell you what, the blueprint, get that heat on, get that heat on Cam, get that pressure on him, you know, get, I mean, that's the blueprint, and you know, that's been the blueprint of every great quarterback yeah. as long as I can remember, you know, I don't care who it is, Brady, Manning, it doesn't matter. You get the heat on them, you get the pressure on them, you rattle them early and often. Once they're off their game, it is so hard for them to so hard for them to get on their game. That's was that's why Wentz has been so impressive. Prescott's been so impressive. These guys aren't sitting back there getting killed. They're moving around, they're using their feet, they're mobile, they're agile, but but they're also patient. That's why they're so impressive. Um, but Cam Newton getting getting killed back there getting killed um yeah so we'll, we'll keep an eye on your hall of famer there doc there okay appreciate that appreciate yeah. that by the way i mean you gotta, gotta keep in mind that part of the reason i've been getting killed is in the first you know two of these three games he's played von miller and the broncos and, and marcus Ware, <laughs> and then he's played an awesome awesome vikings defense so i think that yeah carolina absolutely would be fine i mean that's just a rough start to the season and both were winnable games uh, but those those two defenses are for real. Both of those defenses, I think. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, all right, let's look at uh, the picks from last week. 
Um, so uh, I had, let's see, the games were Houston at New England, Denver at Cincinnati, Minnesota at Carolina, and Pittsburgh at Philly. And uh, we all bombed on the Pittsburgh pick. Thank you, K-Star. Um, and we all bombed on the Carolina pick. Um, and then K-Star and Dr. Train both picked the Texans and the Bengals. So they actually went 0 for 4. Uh, that would be so uh, <laughs> JB and I both picked the Pats. So we both got that one. And then I actually was the only one to pick Denver. And the rest of you guys picked Cincinnati. So that put me as the week champion at 2-2. Two and two. Um, and then for the season, it certainly I had fallen into a deep hole really quick, but I made a nice little surge this week. So um, leading our four-game each week a competition right now, JB is um, – wait, wait a minute. Is it JB? Let me see. Yeah. Um, Six. Yeah. That doesn't. Huh. Oh, okay. I see what I did wrong. Yeah. Me, I'm a math whiz and I can't add. <sighs> All right. So, JP is leading at 6 and 6. K Star and Dr. Train are bringing up second place at 5 and 7. Five wins, seven losses. And I have closed the gap. I'm still last, but now I'm only one game behind and two games behind the leader at four and eight. I was three back. Now I'm right there. So that's where we are. Um, I'll look at the weekly, the other one in a minute. Don't forget to make your picks. Anybody out there listening, if you want to go on NFL.com to pick them and join the Madden Voice, feel free to join. It's free. Just look for the group called the Madden Voice and make your picks. All right, games this week. Four of them to pick, all of them good. Um, we'll start with the Raiders at the Ravens. Raiders are two and one. The Ravens three and zero. Oh. K Star, you first. <sighs> um, this is a tough one. Uh, I'm going to go with. Unfortunately, I'm going to go with Baltimore. And you know, it's the second straight row game for the Raiders. They're able to beat the Titans, but. The one thing about the Ravens, um, they are a little bit sneaky, and, and they're playing really good pass defense. They're getting a lot of pressure on the quarterback. I know the Raiders have a really good off the line, but uh, Derek Carr didn't play too well against Tennessee, and I think the Ravens have a better defense than Tennessee. And also, the Raiders' defense has not been very good, and I think that Flacco is a better home player than he is on the road. So I unfortunately going with Oakland. Or, I'm sorry, Baltimore. Okay. Back to train. Yo, oh, man, these I found out last week, T, based on what you said the previous week, is that after two weeks, we don't know nothing. And after three weeks, <laughs> we still don't know nothing. And I, we just don't. I just don't know anymore. So right. I'm just going to roll with the Raiders simply because, you know, I I, I, don't, I don't see the Ravens going for them. That's just, that's just something I was putting and to me, not one team has the edge over others. I think the Raiders are playing pretty good ball. Yeah, their defense can need some help, but they can actually put up points, a lot of them at that. And it's not like the Ravens' defense is just killer. So I'll go with the Raiders. Okay. 
I agree with everything you said, but since the Ravens are home, I'm going to give them the edge. West Coast team coming out on the East Coast. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go with the Ravens to go 4-0. A surprising 4-0, mind you, but still to go 4-0. Um, all right, Dr. Train, we've got the uh, surging Rams at 2-1 and um, at the hapless Cardinals at 1-2. and And I will mind you that these teams play each other um, very well. Historically, I don't I don't have it. I don't have it in front of me. But if I did, I'm sure that I, I have recollections of these guys of, of the um, the Rams um, doing very well. And again, I don't have it in front of me, but um, they, they have played the Cardinals well under Arian. So I will just put that out there. So train who you got. And really, it's, it goes it goes a little further than that. To just to add that uh, uh, Fisher, for some reason, knows how to play. He can play every game in his division. It's outside of his division where he struggles at. He plays right. all of his division opponents hard. I mean, super right. hard. But you know what? Uh, they they got something going for him. I don't know what kind of minimum minimum is, but I am going to roll with the Cardinals at home. I still believe that team can pick it up and bounce back, and, uh, you know, until they just start losing players, losing key players to injury, I, I, I'm going I'm to roll with the Cardinals. All right. K-Star. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Cardinals. Um, though I think that Carson Palmer is going to have his ups and downs this season. I think that they're just they're just too much from a talent standpoint for the Rams, and uh, they're coming off embarrassing loss, so I expect them to play much better. Man, I am so I I am I am fuck fuck it. I'm going with the Rams. <laughs> I knew you going to do it. <laughs> so you know, it just they play these guys tough, and I, everything you guys are saying is valid. The Cardinals shouldn't go to one and three. It's just not in the books for it to happen. But who thought who thought the um, Panthers would be at one and two? Right? No one thought that. Um, so yeah, I, you know, as a matter of fact, I think last week we all picked them, all four of us, because he said, Carolina's not going to go to one and two. That, that's not going to happen. That, that's not, that's not going to happen, you know, and that's exactly what happened, you know, one and two. Um, I think last week said that Cincinnati wouldn't go to one and two, but I picked Denver and Cincinnati is not one and two. Okay, so I'm going to go with my gut and I'm going to say the Rams because they, they, uh, they play them well. I'm going with the Rams. All right. Uh, third game. Uh, K-Star. The Chiefs, 2-1, traveling to play. Your Pittsburgh Steelers, also 2-1. Why are the Steelers going to win this game? <laughs> Some home cooking. Uh, coming off an embarrassing loss uh, within the Keystone State. You know, the, the, the Steelers tend to play better at home than on the road offensively. And we get Le'Veon Bell back, and it's going to be a huge, huge just injection through the team, not just offensively, but defensively as well. And I think that took a lot of points uh, on, on the Kansas City defense that had its way with Fitzpatrick. But, yeah, definitely like this for going home. Le'Veon Bell's return game. Um, yep. That's it. And, and let me just let me commend Mike Tomlin for dousing any rumors that when Bell came back, 
that he wasn't going to be the starting quarterback. I mean, um, running back. Okay, period. And let me commend Jerry Jones for dousing all the naysayers by letting them know when Tony comes back healthy, it is his team, period. Everybody thinks Dak Prescott's – and don't get me wrong, Dak's impressive, but Tony's going to start. Okay, they got too much money tied into Tony, Tony Romo to have him sitting on the sideline if he's healthy. And you know what Dak can do. So, good insurance policy. Tony's going to start. So, that's – NFL teams, NFL – you know, that's the way it's supposed to be, okay? Um, and, that's the way it's supposed and, to be. And, and, let me, and let me commend John Fox for letting everybody know that when Jay Cutler is healthy, he got to fight to get his starting job back. Thank you. Thank you, John Fox, <laughs> for rescuing us all. Thank you for making him know that even though you're getting paid $10 million, you got to earn your spot because you play like garbage. Thank you. You know, and that's like, as I say that, I get a I get a notification on my phone. Garrett admits team can be patient with Romo due to Prescott play. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Doctor Train, Chiefs at the Steelers. You know, man, I'm a huge Mike Tomlin fan. The one thing I like about him is that uh, he's good at getting his team to bounce back. So I'm putting this on Tomlin. Steelers. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. Okay. What the hell is that little? Nah, I'm with you. I'm with y'all. I'm I'm looking for something here, and um, I can't find it. They keep moving stuff on me here. Let's see if it's here. No, it's not here either. Okay, where is it? Man, you know. All right, I'm gonna go with the Steelers too. Um, they're home. Oh, I know what you're looking for. <laughs> yeah, you know exactly what I'm looking for, but I can't find mm-hmm. it. I can't find yeah, it. Yeah, it'd be it'd be it'd be really good to play right now. <laughs> yeah, it would be. you know, I guess I'll have to play the long version. I just told the guys I appreciate the spirit and energy in which they fought. Um, please don't talk to me about moral victories and things of that nature. Uh, that'd be disrespectful to those guys in the room. Uh, we we didn't get the job done. We came up short. Uh, we accept responsibility for that. Um, you know, we will not go gently. Uh, we're going to unleash hell here in December because we have to. We won't go in the shell. That's enough. Still one of my all-time favorites. Yeah, I'm me sorry. too, man. It makes you want to go throw on some That's- shoulder pads, man. What do yeah. you do when you are a fan of a team and you hear your head coach say like that? Like literally, man, shit. We gonna unleash hell here. Makes it, <laughs> yeah, it, it makes you just, just get hype. Makes you want to, you know, like throw some bows at, at the doubters. Uh, you know, I mean, we gonna unleash hell here. Just inspired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. All right, so we all got the Steelers, man. AK Star. Um. Yeah, they better win. Okay. Um, last but not least, I'll take this one first. The New York Giants at the Minnesota Vikings. I'm going Minnesota, baby. Mm. I'm going Minnesota because I need them to win and I want them to win. And actually, they're looking pretty good. Uh, Adrian Peterson, his, his status is uncertain. Don't know when he's going to be back. And they, you know, they, they talked about eight-week IR, but now he's rushing to try to get back sooner than that. And 
if anybody can do it, we know how much of a phenom he is. So let's see what happens. But that ain't going to help this weekend. So uh, Minnesota at home, um, I like how they're looking. The defense is looking stout. And Bradford's looking comfortable. Um, Diggs, you know, I, I just I, – I, I pick them. I want them. They, it's, it's, it's a pick and a want. Beat these Giants, please. Thank you. You know, and we just saw the Giants. You know, there's no, there's no really understanding because you had the Giants pull out a victory over the Cowboys. You had the Cowboys beat the Redskins, and then you had the Redskins beat the Giants who beat the Cowboys. So there's really – you can't – there's no, like, there's no logic, you know, other than Dallas is great. Other than Dallas is great. Okay, K-Star, um, Giants at the Vikings. Yeah, I'm going to go with Minnesota as well. They're at home. I mean, that defense is zooming. <laughs> really, it is. And uh, I believe the Giants have a couple of injuries on defense, on defense uh, at the corner spot. So, yeah, definitely like definitely like Minnesota at home to hold it down. Okay. Tied the train. Um, you know, I don't, you know, we, 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 I remember we had our topic, you know, weeks ago with the, with the Sam Bradford trade, uh, mind you, uh, the, the Eagles got the better end of that deal. Not that the Vikings didn't get a good end of that deal. It's just the Eagles are three and oh, with a rookie quarterback and with the arrow pointing up and they got a draft pick, first round draft pick to show for it also. But keeping focus on Minnesota, they went for exactly what they needed. I mean, and Sam Bradford is definitely not a four horseman. He he he's not even the next tier. But he's exactly what Minnesota needed to keep them going this season. And with that stellar defense, and all you got to do is play pitch and catch with Stephon Diggs and uh and Rudolph. Dude, uh, Odell Beckham had a tantrum this week, uh, uh, last week. He he, he might get ejected this this. He might get ejected this week yeah. with that minute with that with that Minnesota defense because he'll even get open. All right, he'll 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 probably get open for 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 for, for a few passes, but his quarterback might eat so much dirt that he, he's going to think it's his it's his lunch. He's going to think it's lunchtime. Uh, that that defense is for real. Uh, Linville Joseph in the middle, this big dude, man, is wreaking havoc. Run or pass. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> dude. It's actually eight times last week. Oh, my goodness. I, I can't. I, I'm, I will try to make sure I'll be watching football this weekend. It's no more compromising. Okay. Watch football. So, <laughs> I guess with all they say, TM one with the Vikings. <laughs> okay, all right. I, I I gathered that. My guess is that that would be a uh, a one o'clock game. Um, the Cowboys are on TV at four o'clock, so my guess is that the Giants Minnesota is a one o'clock game. I'm actually looking forward to seeing that game. Um, let me just double check that. I think it's pretty sure it's a one o'clock game. Yeah. Oh no! Monday night. Monday oh, night. Oh, even better. Giants at Minnesota Monday night. Giants play Minnesota nice. Monday night, and then the following Love week it. they play Green Bay Sunday night. 
So there you have it. So I guess that means we're playing the um, yeah, because we just played the Bears, right? So we're playing that the uh, NFC yeah, yeah, North. Playing the whole North, yeah, 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 North yeah, I do, yeah. yeah, okay, all right, well, um, okay. Well, I'll worry about that when it's our time right now. Cowboys have a 49. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Blaine Gappert, I ain't, I'm not even worried about him. The Cowboys should go in there and handle their business next weekend. So that's something. get up there to three and one. That's what I'm saying. All right. Um, that's it for the show this evening. So, guys, last comments. Uh, K-Star, any last thoughts? I mean, like always, guys, looking forward to another uh, great football weekend. I mean, it's already week four. My God, time flies. Headed in October. Okay. And uh, Mr. Train, as in married man, Mr. Train. <laughs> um, I just say, man, it feels good. I'm a happy married man. Uh, can't wait to see my wife tonight. Uh. I compromised a bit of football this weekend, but uh, you know you, you had to tend to your tend to your duties. I, 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 she understands I love to watch, so I won't have to compromise much. Plus, all I got to do is say, "Let's go to a bar," and she'll she'll watch all day. <laughs> Here you go. But, that, that's, that, um, that was like that was like second date, baby. Can we go to the bar and watch some football? Sure. I think I'm going to marry you. But anyway, right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but um. As far as uh, last of this of my team, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I would say if, if any Bear fan is looking for a little bit of hope, I would say, look, the defense gets healthy and uh, they're able to uh, corral that offense just to make it move. I don't give a damn who's at the quarterback position. Uh, you may see some sparks for the team. Still probably not a playoff contender. But you may see something, but we, we have a rash of injuries on uh, the, the worst side of the ball to have it on, you know, when, you're, when your offense is not able to generate points. Uh, other than that, it's a lot of great matchups. It's week four, and like T said, two weeks ago, we don't know anything. And it's kind of awesome because you sit there and you make your picks and you think you got it sewed up and no. Half your picks are wrong. <laughs> right. It's great. It's it's the it's the greatest parody I've seen uh, yet in the league, and I, I don't think it's going to do anything but get better. So, looking forward to it all. All right. All right. Well, with that said, um, we'll see about next week's show. I started new job on Monday. My Tuesday is up in the air right now. I'm trying to see if one of these guys might be willing to co-host. So that's one option. The other option is actually just not doing a show and skipping it next week. Um, Or if I find out, which I'm trying to find out what my schedule is going to be. I live in Connecticut, but I'm going to be working a lot in New York. So if I'm in New York then it's going to be hard to get back in time. So uh, I would just ask everyone to to bear with us for the next, uh, at least the next week. Give me next week to figure this out. And either um, we'll be on as scheduled, we'll either be on as scheduled with me at the host, we'll be on as scheduled with someone else as the host, or we'll take one week off and I won't be here (laughs) next Tuesday, and then we'll pick it up the following week. So stay tuned. I, I always put it on Facebook. I put it on my personal page. I put it on the Madden Voice page, and it always goes to Twitter. So um, you guys will know what's going on. So 
For the uh, absent JB, I hope you're well out in Utah, my brother. For the Madden superstar K-Star. And for the very happily married Dr. Train, thank everybody for listening to the show. And remember, every week, all feuds are settled on the field. Good night, everybody. Bye-bye.